Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's Matrixic discussion group call for tactical sovereignty. Um, me and Maximus are just kind of goofing around right now on Google Earth. Those of you that are over the computer and uh, are in the live studio, you can see the visuals that we're going to be showing. Now, we're just looking at uh, an island uh, and several other uh, areas off the coast of Nicaragua and Venezuela area that Google Earth has totally blacked out. But when you zoom in on them, you can actually see them. And there's some strange activity going on there. Unexplained I'll go, ahead and, show I'll go ahead and show it for you real quick. So yep. and me on Google Earth, you see right here, we got Nicaragua right there. We got Venezuela right here. Let me come out with some. It'll be... We'll try and center this as we're going in. Come in. As we're coming in, we can see this black, dirt out blush right here. Well, Brian, I mean, posted a video to Facebook, and we decided to look for ourselves be to see what it was. And interestingly, as you come in, this island comes into focus. Now, what's even more kind of, I don't know, a little bit mind-boggling is if you notice right here, you've got these two... I don't know, bright spots, for lack of better words, should be like, I don't know what to call them. But bright, obviously, very, something high in energy to be registering like that, and that bright, something very high right there. And then, let's look down, this other one, I don't know what this is. Interesting, too, because... Even even these clouds right here seem to be different. Right. Like go over there, go over there to the eastern tip of that island. What's eastern tip? All right. right there. Yeah, see that bright area? Oh. Oh. Oh, is that cloud activity? I mean, it doesn't seem like it at all. It it would appear to be like. It appears to be. Now here's That's what, what it makes. Gonna... I think they're here's making it look like that. That's not really what it is. Possibly. I don't know how familiar you are with certain things. Like me, myself, I dig into a lot of various routes of information. I mean, like there's not a specific way of thinking or route of information I take. Like, I honestly look through everything. And I've seen information where they talk about, I don't know if you've seen like the information about these supposed like cities in the clouds and stuff. Right. But they talk about like the meeting, this advanced technology that enables like cities to be masked with what we would consider clouds. Like using something to make, you know what I mean, pseudo clouds to mask dwellings in the sky. Which I know it seems kind of far out, but if you go deep enough into what we, into what is mainstream called theoretical sciences. Are you literally still sitting over there? Dude, hold on. Dude, eat your freaking food. Please. 
Please. I am like live online. I really don't feel like having to stop every five minutes to yell at you. Oh, I want to say also, I before the recording, I was saying, I remind people too, uh, there is a free app out there called uh, 3D Climate Viewer. It is a one-of-a-kind tool. You will never find anything like it. And in fact, I'm sure the government probably even uses it because it surpasses anything they've even got. I mean, it's a one-stop shop where you can see, like I was saying, where microwave towers are, missile silos. You can see real-time geoengineering going on. Uh, you can look at earthquake volcanic activity. And, I mean, it, it's got so much stuff that on the front page, when you go to it, it has a uh, tutorial video. I recommend that is a must. you got to watch a tutorial video. Because there is so much stuff that this app does, it'll blow your mind. You got to see that video in order to understand how to navigate uh, the 3D climate viewer. Question: I mean, I don't know if you like look at the screen real quick. I think I might have found the actual program. Is this it? Uh, might be. Uh, for some for some reason, this isn't letting me blow it up. Yep, that's it. That's it right there. Yeah, does it show the tutorial video? Uh, I probably got to refresh it because I clicked off of it. Yep, bingo. Right here. Yeah, see if you can start playing the tutorial video. I mean, it, it, this app is just totally mind-blowing. You, you can see everything, and you can zoom right in on stuff. Uh, you can see where all the fracking is going on. I mean, if, if you can think of it, you can find it on that app. Oh, let me turn that down. I forgot I got the bass up on my speaker still. Matter of fact, let me turn the bass down on the speaker. I get so used to using it for DJing, I forget like to turn my bass and stuff down. Yep. First off, over on the left hand side, we have plus and minus to zoom in and out. In the middle, this will reset the zoom back to default. And at the bottom, you can switch between the views, such as flat mode, Columbus mode, and back to 3D. Now, the first thing you're going to want to do is choose your base globe. I have it set by default to an aerial view, which has satellite imagery of cities and states. If you want to change that, you can go over to base globe and change the many different versions of the globe, such as the National Geographic, a street view, USRI shaded view. And as you can see, there are many different options here, Bing aerial, Microsoft. In addition to that, you can go down here to the bottom, and if you want to see um, 3D terrain, you can turn that on by clicking here, and that'll actually bring up mountain ranges and stuff. And that's what I was saying. If you're looking for an infrared setting, I'm pretty sure he might have infrared setting on this With water mask, and this will actually show the ocean. All right, so now mm. that you've chosen your base globe, I'm going to fly back home button. And up at the top, the top three layers are all live layers. 
You can toggle the sidebar by clicking here and get rid of that. Under alerts, you have categories like air quality, earthquakes, fire, smoke, and volcanoes. We'll take a couple of those. We have earthquakes, the 2.5 plus earthquakes. You can see that those are now on the map. They show up all around the globe. Click on this list. Right here. When was this video made? Just more of a curiosity. And you can click on those and fly the earthquakes around the globe. This is Hawaii currently near the Kilauea volcano. And you can click on any one of these markers and it will tell you all about it. And then if we wanted to actually see the active volcanoes, we can click right here and see right here. This is the Kilauea volcano. Report May 16th. Okay, so this was just done in May. Answers that question. See the earthquake swarm around the volcano. Pretty cool stuff. We also have things like NOAA buoys, and what that'll allow you to do is actually track the tsunami. So all across the globe, and we go to the black map so we can see these more easily. Huh, interesting. Let's see something. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I wonder something. Huh? Atmospheric sensors, EMF, heart. My board, my board is showing me right now that I've got a poor connection. I've never seen that come up before. But now that we're showing this. <laughs> listen, I swear to God, I go through this where everybody sees I jump on. It's like I'm cursed. It's like I am cursed. Wow. Now listen to this. I, if you look at the screen right now, because like I'm showing like some of like, I mean, like the sidebar of this uh, Climate Viewer app you were talking about. Right. Some of the stuff, talk, some of the stuff that they're showing in here is heavy, heavy. Oh, like, oh okay, yeah, I'm telling Harp, it shows like about the Harp project. It's talking about Star Wars. It shows some. There's, you know I mean, something in here that, that's linked to Star Wars and Space Fence, Super Darn, Steel Yard, Steel Work. Like all of the shit that they're talking about, and all the QA9 and all this intelligence shit. This is like the link to it, Doris. Wow. Low far. Wow. This is geoengineering weather, weather modification. Look at this shit. Grand Mesa, Colorado clouds, cloud seeding generators. What in the actual fuck? NOA, NOAA reported weather modification activities going from 2004 all the way to 2012. What in the fuck? Government and surveillance. Yeah, they show globes. you everything. They've got everything oh on God. that app, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You could make a five-hour-long freaking video just oh talking about that app alone. Listen, just this map alone. Oh my goodness. This is just wow. Yeah, this has got to be bookmarked. This has got to be bookmarked. Yeah, yeah, I've got that on my toolbar for sure. <laughs> I just bookmarked that one. Like, whoa. Everybody wow. who talks like they know anything about this kind of stuff, when I share this app with them, 
they're like, holy shit, man, why haven't you showed this to me before? <laughs> wow. I'm just like, who? I, I have a set to where everybody is unmuted, I believe, so you might have to unmute your line if anybody wants to speak up or ask a question or something. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm just sitting here like, wow. <laughs> like, all of the stuff that they be talking about Matter of fact, let's have uh, let's let's close this. This is going to be a base thing. Let's see here. Base globe. Um, let's see here. Let's go to street map. Oh, whoa! That's not what I want. No, no, no. <laughs> Base globe, no. And my apologies to anybody that's just over the phone and not on the computer. Um, can't see the screen that we're sharing right now. But we're just uh, doing a quick little run-through looking at the app called 3D Climate Viewer. Uh, I highly, highly recommend this to everybody. It is second to none. There's nothing like it out there. In fact, I'm shocked uh, it's even available. But I've been using it for two or three years now, so to look at stuff. Oh, you're looking at my eyes. Uh, Let's see. No, that's not. Hmm. Ah, here we go. Let's see here. So, interesting. I'm trying to figure out, like, how to find... Ah, that's a little too quick. Huh. All right, hold on real quick. Zoom back out. So I can feel... Oh, you got 14 of them. I only got 12. No, you can do it. Nicaragua. Over. All right. Let's see. Oh, so what we're looking for is going to be somewhere over right in this area. Which, interestingly, obviously there's something here because, ah, what in the mess? It keeps, it looks, like, popping. It looked like he's already circled those spots. Yeah, like they're already circled. Matter of fact, because it would be, well. Yeah, he's already pointing them out to people, it seems like. Uh-huh. It would be like yep, right, right here. Step, right there. That's it. Bingo. Got it. We got it. We have it. Yep. All right. So 
What is the Serana Bank? Let's look this up real quick. S E R R A N A Bank. All right. See what this is real quick. Bingo. Mostly yeah, underwater sure. reef. Yeah, the, the U.S., I think, did a treaty and gave that area all over to another country. I'm wanting to say Russia. I'm trying to remember. We're about to find it. Let's see if we can find it. That whole Serana Bank area. Find it. Columbia. You talking about back in like eighty one? Or is this yeah, something I, even I don't, more recent? I don't know it was, but yeah, I know there was a treaty done uh where that whole bank was uh handed over to another country. Which I mean there was no reason for the US to lay claim to it anyway. It's now the fuck isn't the fuck there's not. Listen to this one. Serena Bank is now a Colombian territory, though it was claiming occupied the United States until 1981. A former base for the U.S. military is now mostly visited by lobster fishermen. Which means, which means, I bet you, bang the book, we still have a military base there. Yep. Which oh, okay. would so they surrendered which it would, to Colombia, but we know who runs Colombia anyway in the background. Oh yeah. Which would explain why on the video you posted on Facebook and everything, like why, you know I mean? It would explain exactly now why, you know I mean, on Google that, that, that that's blacked out originally. That's a U.S. military interest. That is a U.S. military interest like, like no other right now. Yeah. And, you know, to me, it's strategically located well. It, it, it's interesting. When you look at uh, the 3D climate viewer and, and you're going and looking at the defense systems, for mainland America, it's interesting that there's a lot of stuff on the east coast, the west coast, and the northern part. But the southern part of the um, United States of America doesn't nearly have as much of the defense resources located on it. It's like the southern part of the U.S. is completely exposed. Hmm, that's interesting. Hold on, let's see some other live satellites. Goals, morph, integrated naval research, NASA satellites. Let's see what we got here. Right now, ah, here we go. Brightness, temperature, earth and night, uh, wind speed, water vapor, temperature, sea ice, radiance, ozone, nitric acid. Yeah, like I said, huh. that site's got everything. So if you're looking at something and you're wondering about, okay, uh, is the dew point having an effect here? You can go to dew point and look and see. Your wind speeds, you can go and look and see. And it shows it all to you in real time. Hold on so I've got the option clicked for like the the missile defense for the Star Wars and the space fence. Bingo. Holy shit. Huh. 
yeah, now there on that map, you see how the look northwest uh, oh, the yeah. north part totally freaking all that is set up. Nothing on the south hardly. Okay, now for those things, are they? This must be all what. Oh, all we're seeing down this way is nothing right here, but it's all like like it's all at sea surrounding it. Oh, what is this? It's all out in the Atlantic. Ground based electro optical deep surveillance. So it's all like it's all out. It's all deployed out to keep it like yeah. this. It's almost like this is like. That's on Geo ESS. Oh, yeah. I see people putting questions in the chat. I don't know if they're just on uh, video. And it's weird. Audio. It's weird, though, because it's like. Oh, this is like. It's weird as all missed. Because it's like it moved. Oh, no. Let's try it like this. Maybe I glitched. Let's do it this way. All right, bingo. Where we at? Which one was it? Was it this one? Hold on. Oh, government and surveillance. Uh, uh, uh. You know, and it's funny looking at that map and at the Great Lakes also. I mean, it, I remember being out on uh, ships in the Gulf of Mexico and out in the Atlantic and talking to guys that were um, deckhands, and some of them a long time on these boats. And I was talking to them about the Great Lakes and uh, told them, you know, the waters there get more treacherous than they do in the Gulf of Mexico. They laughed at me. I said, okay. Go home tonight, look look up some stuff online about weather on the Great Lakes. And you come back to me the next day and I'll be like, holy crap, we're going 30 foot waves? I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> Looking at this main map, the Great Lakes really don't look like a whole lot. And when you look at the map, like. <sighs> There you go. Hey, bingo. Surface to air missiles. Go. There you go, right there. Look at that. Surface to air missiles. And look, nice. So, so we've got that. We've seen that one. We've seen the one conglomeration. Oh. Oh. Uh, surface air. Look at that area in the southwest uh, down there by Texas on the border. Uh, working on it for some reason. This page like keeps freezing on me. Yep. Well, I'm sure you'll experience that a lot uh, looking at the 3D climate viewer. It's a lot of stuff that will do a slowdown on you with. Oh, yeah. I'm just smart enough to know. I'm just smart enough to know. I'm just smart enough to know. You said, now you said Texas, right? 
Yeah, yeah my control board's telling me I've got poor connection again. Close <laughs> 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 and uh, let's show the recording still going. Uh, let's see, it was government and surveillance one that we were just looking at. Let's see here, let's try. No prisons worldwide. Uh, maybe it was up more. Another set of lights. Those territories for Canada sure are a lot bigger than the states are, aren't they? Yeah, way bigger. We got surface-to-air missiles worldwide. To me, when I see great big areas like that under one jurisdiction, that just shows me... Um... Bingo, surface-to-air missiles. Uh, total centralized government. That's what I see when I look at maps like that. Things broken down into Again. pieces where people can unite. It's going to tell me that the page is unresponsive again. It's not letting you get in close on them, is it? Uh, not at all. Not at fucking all. And I can tell it's about to happen because, like, you see how, like, when I try and go to, like, boom, the cursor wasn't so. Oh, schmickle frick. All right. Hey, oh, no. There you go. We're going to. Hold on, real quick. What's up, baby? Me and Maya go outside. Oh, Why would you come ask me? Could you go outside? You already told no. Bye. 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 Oh. All right. So let's pop back. Uh, uh, where was that? <laughs> Back on this, interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Back to now. There's some other areas to the north of that island where you see things that are blackout. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a there's a little one right under it too. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's got something that they've blacked out. And come on, where, where are you blacking things out on uh, Google Maps? And some of them you zoom in and they don't open up for you. Yeah, that one doesn't yeah, this open one, up for you. This one that is one not opening. Out. Every layer, mm. yep. Oh, look at that. Right up. That's where I was talking about to the north, exactly. Yep. See all those uh, little blacked out oh, even though, oh, this is blacked out like little blackheads. Oh, yeah. oh, look at this. Yeah, it's like a swarm of stuff. Now look at the glow on that one there. That one is that one in the one above it, like bright, bright. Oh, well, what do we have there? Military, look at this. Okay, so look at look at how you're seeing it. Look at what we're seeing right here, right? This is a military base. Just the feel of like the outlay of the land from even this far up. That looks like some type of a base. 
Matter of fact, oh, look at, hold on, what do we got here? Oh, I can't get no clearer than that. What is this? What is this? Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm not seeing anything on my screen now, and it's telling me I've got a poor connection again. Are you serious? Fucking internet. Oh, yeah, let me see what it's showing over here. Oh, oh, yeah, like when you look on yours, it's got like a little uh, red square with like a little triangle with the exclamation point. Connection very poor. Hey, truth bug, uh, truth bug, you there? It's showing three of us, but yeah, I'm here. I'm right here. It's showing another person. I don't know if they're if they're listening or. Huh. Interesting. What is this? <coughs> Let's see something. <coughs> Let's see what we got here. Yeah, somebody just said they can screen this, see the screen, but I can't see it. So. Right, like I said, I think it's my connection. It's being slowed down all of a sudden. I've never had this pop up before while doing one That's of these broadcasts. I'm sorry. It just seems to it seems to freaking follow me for some odd reason. It's like, serious info to it. We're showing the real shit, and when you're showing real shit, they don't like you seeing it. Oh, look at this one. Off to the uh, east of the ones you sent me to. Look at this. I wish I could. Oh my goodness, you can't see it. Fuck that. Oh, Hold on. Where's my phone? Where is my phone? I'm about to send this shit to you on the book. As soon as I can find my phone. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lamette. No, that's Melissa's phone, not Daddy's. Daddy's is all black. There it goes. Got it. I'm about to take you this and send it to you in a message on Facebook. Off to the east, I found another <coughs> little it was another little one I noticed, so I sent you so I zoomed in on it. Come on. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, you know, there's things on, uh, say, Google Earth instructions that uh, I know was I don't know about and I can see them on Google Earth, but when I zoom in on them, boom, all I see is just empty land, like pre-construction where they cleared the land, but that's it. Uh -huh. Crazy stuff, man. All right, here we go. Wouldn't you think that information like over Google Earth fall under freedom of press? Or freedom yes of and no. I mean, it would. Like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so oh, yeah, how, come, how come stuff like this that isn't even supposed to be controlled under treaty or anything by U.S. Inc., why would Google have it blacked out? Real easy. Remember that the press has been subverted for a long time. Operation Mockingbird. Well, yeah, and the Smith Munt uh, Modernization the Smith Registration Act. Act. Yep. The, the, the original Smith Munt Act said that the government is not allowed to spread propaganda over the press. But then in what was it, the early 90s, I think it was, they did the Smith Munt Modernization Act, which they reversed it and said it is okay for the state to use the press to spread propaganda, which basically oh. just means 
BS. We all know. Oh yeah, I said I just sent it to you on Facebook and Messenger. All right. Well, I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go to it because since it's saying I got a poor connection, it might kick me off totally when I go to that. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. I mean, just damn. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do we see any other ones? But, right? but yeah, I'll check it out later. But yeah, okay. whenever I hear that word propaganda, I think of that uh, footage that's put out on YouTube where it's uh, George Bush talking and he says, you know, you have to repeat things over and over and over again uh, to eventually spread the propaganda, you know, to get it in people's head. You got to say it over and over and over again. <laughs> like, How many people were listening to that newscast where he said that and it just went one ear and right out the other? I mean, <laughs> come on. And I mean, and on top of the majority of people probably have never gone and even researched like Joseph Goebbels, who was the uh, minister of propaganda um, for Germany. And it was his job to spread BS to everybody. And in fact, during that war, um, a lot of people went, back then, when you went to the movies, they would show propaganda films. Uh, talking about the war and stuff like that. They would show that stuff for freaking 20 minutes, half an hour prior to a movie or during commercials or things like that, you know, to try and get everybody on the side of the war. Fortunately, hmm. they've slowed down with that. Instead of putting it in the theaters, now they just put it on uh, TV and you've got 24-7 news channels, or should I say 24-7 propaganda channels. Uh. Mm -hmm. I'm interested. I'm about to check something on right here. I'm interested. Let's go down low. Let's see. Let's go. Uh you know what, during this time here, while you're looking at that, uh, let me just say something. That I keep seeing people talk about on uh, different blogs and things like that, and they talk about voting. And they're like, well, I've never voted, you know. And what's one of the first steps I can take? You know, what are one of the first things I can do to start, you know, separating myself? Quit voting. And, uh, yeah, well, not just quit voting, but... You got to you got to realize that the system, all systems way back through the Roman times and before have run off from two pillars. That's the pillar of kings and the pillar of priests. That's the pillar of the you know, state religion and the pillar of um, the legislature. All right. In fact, they show you those two pillars. I look at your Social Security card. Uh, you'll see those two pillars right there on the right and left. Those are two pillars so, that support everything. And without one, the other one fails. And they're both totally connected to each other, and I can prove it. But, you know, it doesn't matter if you haven't voted or not. You've got to send a letter in to the supervisor of elections for wherever you live and require that your name be removed from the voter rolls. And then after doing that, you've got to go back to them. I actually called, found out the name of the guy who was in charge of doing it, called him up a couple months later, 
after the first of the year where they reset their computers and everything and put all the new updated info at and called him up and he says yeah i see right here where it's been done i said cool how can i get a copy of that and i went down there to their office and they printed off a copy of the voters rescission the registration rescission which i had never registered in the first place so there's little things that people do, whether it's getting a driver's license, whatever, where they automatically just throw you in uh, to the voter pool. And that also puts you in a position of uh, having to participate in, in the court system. If they want to have you come in and be a, a juror, right there, that, that's how they access you. Because going in into the courts and being a juror, now you're stepping into uh, the pillar of the kings, all right? Well, you know what? If your decision to get rid of the dis of participating in the legislative process is removed, then you're also removed from the judicial position as well. And when, I mean, I was receiving every six, eight months something to go into uh, be a juror. I got sick of it, so I sent him the letter that came from the supervisor election saying that I've been removed from the voter rolls. Uh, they basically said, sorry, we will never contact you again, and they haven't. That's been a couple of years now. They've not contacted me because I removed that pillar. Remove that pillar, the building comes down. Uh, so does that, does that also remove like their so-called bullshit pseudonym uh, legal uh, jurisdiction as well? I would say that would be one of the good things that could be used uh, as an exhibit to uh, any um, answer that you have to give. Absolutely. Okay. I just learned something new today. Hey. Well, so you if they don't want you to come in and be a juror, then they probably aren't going to want you to come in and answer to any charges either. Especially, especially if they're low-level charges, you know. Now, if you get into uh, something more criminal where there has been harm or injury to another person, then that, that'd be a different story. But I am just curious as to what the, like, when you had me go look above the image, like I said, I looked off to the east and I found something. I'm curious because this is, a, this one is interesting. It's glowing, but it's like a glowing, like, red or orange glow. This yeah, ain't I'm like the bright yellow. It. Yeah, I'm able to see uh, it now. It took, it took me from uh, the green port connection to yellow port connection. So, yeah, it was okay. glowing, looked like it was glowing orange and it was glowing blue on the left-hand side. They have blue on the left and orange. Like, what in the heck is this? I, I'm looking to see if I can catch like some type of a structure uh, or something. Well, you know, and one of the things that I'm noticing on those things that they have black out is I'm not seeing anything that looks like landing strips. Which on other islands, you will always the landing strips are very distinctive. Normally a white line. And on these ones they have blacked out, I'm not seeing any of those. So it's like, I mean, are these places only uh, strictly accessed by ship or submarine? I don't know. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely mind bending to say the least. The top half of that looks like a cat. <laughs> it looks like a cat's face. Uh, no, 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 no. Or a rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit goes way back into. Um, follow the white rabbit. Yeah, follow yep. the white rabbit. Yeah. And uh, the three rabbits with three ears, but they all have two. So, speaking of hidden languages, this past week, I came across something real interesting in like looking deep into the Matrix series, and I really haven't heard, haven't really came across no material as of yet. Really hearing nobody highlight this, but it was like, whoa. So you you have you you've watched them, I'm, I assume, right? No. Oh my goodness, you haven't watched the Matrix series at all? Nope, I've seen excerpts, but only <laughs> recently. I- that's only recently I've just seen some excerpts from it, but no, I haven't watched them. Listen, going in and out of jail, I used to hate the Matrix. They used to hit me with that Mr. Anderson. Like, look, you motherfuckers. <laughs> but comically, when you get to, I mean, like the, the last two, the second and the third one are actually continuations of each other. In the second, in the second one, there comes a point in time <laughs> Where, like, the agent comes, you know what I mean? Like, sends word to Mr. Smith and basically tells him that he freed him. Like, the agent isn't a part of the Matrix, per se. Yeah. You know I mean, well, with that being said, like, it's kind of like you see where, like, Agent Smith is going crazy, like, and it, it kind of follows, like, the story of Gnosticism. You know what I mean? Like, artificial intelligence going crazy, trying to create and replicate itself without any abandon. But interestingly, is starting with the second Matrix movie, when you see the agent, the agent doesn't have the earpiece in his ear. Like, he's no longer connected to, like, the frequency almost. Right. It was weird. I'm trying to... Hey, it's too small in here for y'all to be running. Cut it out. And like I was saying a couple weeks ago, too, I, I couldn't think of the name of the movie, but it's Puff the Magic Dragon. All right, you, go you too. Puff the Magic you Dragon, like and, and it gives you exactly go find a the freaking quarter point of right there on what's happening and what you need to do. Am I awesome? Ah, hold on real quick. I reach over and grab a cigarette. Go for it, bro. But yeah, Puff the Magic Dragon is a very interesting little cartoon. I think there's like two, three parts to it, but I mean, it, it, it kind of lays everything out if you can read between the lines. Very, very interesting oh, yeah. cartoon. And that it one shows uh, people operating as an artificial person instead of the real boy, you know. I never in the story was a paper. Enough. That's why it's called uh, Atomic Vapor or whatever. Now, it's interesting because, you know, me, like, we started on this topic because you were talking about, you know what I mean, because of the video you posted, like, talking about it. Now, interestingly, I came across this, and I don't know, you know what I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen this these before. Hold on, I'll back up some for you real quick. Uh, so, it says that... <clears throat> 
The oracles of Celestine Light is a portal in time for positive, sincere seekers of greater light and enlightenment. Now, this is like a whole different like accounting of like Yeshua and his life and like the teachings. But it's it's honestly kind of it's weird. Like the books they have, you know I mean like they give the stories in a weird way. Now, in this third book called uh, Vivus V I V U S. Let's pop down to let's go to chapter ninety four. Portal between worlds. The following day, Yeshua took them to a spot where the river cascaded into a small waterfall on a circular pool cut into the rocks by years of erosion. Yeshua pointed to the pool, saying, stare at the space in the air immediately above this pool. Do you notice anything unusual? They, they all stared where he indicated, and Sophia said, I see a vortex of energy, a distortion of the air, like heat waves upon the hot desert sands, like the vortexes you have taught us to look for since our trip to Tyre. Now, just off of that right there, I mean, the mention of the vortex and... I know in the 1611 King James Bible, there was never no mention of him taking the disciple to look for vortexes on a trip to Tyree. I don't remember that anywhere in the 1611. Do you? Yeah, that, <clears throat> and that's uh, actually Tyre, the island of Tyre they're referring to there, <clears throat> which is really kind of interesting checking out the history on the island of Tyre because things that the scripture says about that island never matched up for people geographically because it said that when uh, they came in to take over the island of Tyre, that they rode in on chariots. And everybody's like, wait a minute, Tyre's an island. How did they ride in on chariots? And I what believe if the... it was in, I think it was in the early 80s, they discovered probably anywhere from three feet to six feet or so below the water level that from the land to the island of Tyre, that there was like a bridge that had been built. They could see it under the water. And it was built out of the rubble. What they did is they took over a city that was on the shoreline, and they took all the rubble from the city and threw it into the water until they had built their own bridge to the island of Tyre and then rode in and took them over. What's interesting is when people talk about, you know, be like, when we look at things, and I've noticed that even myself, that's why, like, it takes, like, I'm looking so deep, is we look and we try to comprehend it from what we see today. So, like you said, I mean, like, at first glance, it was like, how did they ride in on chariots? Now, let's look outside the box in one of two ways. What if the chariots they described weren't exactly what we think of as chariots? I mean, we're... What do they mean by the word chariot, and what do we mean, basically? Right. When you see scripture even uh, refer to things such as chariots of fire or something like that, which, I mean, there was a movie made, Chariots of Fire, as well. But, you know, how would they describe something? The only vehicles they knew of at that time was a chariot. A chariot, so when they yeah, see, so they, they like it. Then flying through the sky with exhaust flying behind it, you know, glowing yellow or whatever. They're going to call it a chariot of fire, you know? Which, in a metaphorical way, I mean, like, flying craft would be chariots to them all the way. I mean, chariots are what carry royalty. It's what carry people, right? Absolutely. I mean, so if it was a sh if it was some type of ship that these people were coming on, it would be a chariot. <laughs> well, not, I mean, 
Yeah, one, one of the things that I'm studying right now, I mean, I've got two or three things that are going on at once that are both, all three of them are really deep. Uh, but uh, one thing I'm right now studying is the uh, Gospel of the Holy Twelve. And this was a <laughs> scripture of uh, the New Testament that was supposedly taken to India so it could be hidden and preserved. Um, I've gone and put that as a playlist on YouTube. People go to Brian Parker, Tactical Sovereignty on YouTube, and I made a playlist of it. Uh, it's 19 videos long, but I added a video in the beginning, so it's 20 videos long. And the video in the beginning kind of explains it a little bit. It seems like the reader kind of follows uh, Mormonism a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but either way, whatever he follows, doesn't really matter what the content is inside the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. The content's the same no matter who's reading it. So That's interesting that you brought that up because a little bit ago today when I was on YouTube, I happened to come across... The, I'm guessing it's, it's I don't I'm guessing it's the original playlist before you added the one video, but I ended up putting saving it to my playlist. Yeah, it's very interesting. I am up to, I think, uh, lecture not lecture but lecture uh, number twenty right now. And a lot of the things that are written in the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. A lot of this stuff is word for word. It is verbatim from what we read and maybe the King James or whatever. But then there's also a whole bunch of stuff that was never put into uh, the New Testament, which I find very interesting. That is because we find so much information in um, books that were not added into the Bible, but those books were all Old Testament books that weren't added in. That's the way they all resonate. But now to find New Testament information that wasn't added in by whoever it was, King James and his council, what was it? I think it was upwards of 70 people, scholars that did the King James behind closed doors over a period of five or six years. But Definitely. It's, it's, a, it's, it's like a never-ending bottom hole. I'll be I'll be honest. Lately, I've been I've been juggling. I mean, like me personally, this whole DJing thing has taken off for me. It took off a lot. It took off a lot faster than I honestly originally thought it was going to. So I'm actually playing catch up. Like now, I've got two shows scheduled to DJ this month and two scheduled for October. So I've been trying to balance between digging into stuff and. Also, I mean, digging and learning more and more tricks to make the performances better. But it's definitely, it's definitely something that's very interesting because as you go deeper and deeper into the materials, it's more and more that just is so non-conventional yet makes vastly much more sense than the conventional. It's amazing. No, he's not. He's in the corner show. Well, I will uh, say, though, that uh, I have seen so far in the Secret Book of Twelve, I mean, not Secret Book of Twelve, but the, the Book of the Holy Twelve, uh, there were some 
word-for-word -word references from the Secret Book of Thomas that I did see that were mentioned, which I found very curious because it talked about, um, Yeshua was talking about where is the Creator at? How do we locate the Creator? You know, and he said, you know, if you cleave a piece of wood, which means you split a piece of wood apart, you know, or feel the wind on your face, or, you know, look at the grass. I mean, that, he's there. He's in everything. He is uh -huh. the energy. He is the energy that exists in everything and all around you. I mean, that's where you get the word El. That El, Elohim. Electricity. Electricity. El. I mean, that's where the stuff Electron, is. proton, and neutron. Electron. Yeah, electron, L. I mean, uh, elector, the electorate. I mean, uh, all this stuff with the, uh, it, everything with movement and energy is related directly to uh, the creator of all. Oh, yeah. Which, which a lot of people use the generic word God for, but which there really which, is no name. He's everything. That God you know. is just God is merely an order giver and a law bringer. That that that's the thing is is the word God has been so misaligned with the Creator it's beyond ridiculous. The word God well, is described to as as if God is the Creator and God is merely the fashioner of this let's say this realm. Well, and but you know. It, also, we can't just use the word creator. You have to add to it creator of all. You have to include everything because any title or name uh, puts an entity into a box and it gives them limitations, whereas he has no limitations. Interesting, too, is we keep referring to God as he, and I, and I just keep, my mind keeps flashing back to something I was listening to earlier today. And it kind of makes some type of sense. Like they talk about in the energy, you got the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Now, for those who don't know exactly how deep the divine feminine goes, astrologically, this would be Venus, the light bringer, Lucifer, Sophia. You know what I mean, like, the it's interesting because right now we're in, I mean, the existence we've been living would be considered patriarchal. It is male-dominated. If you think about it, I mean, even the god of the religion, the god of the religious book, I mean, even that entity is a very chauvinistic entity. Very chauvinistic indeed. But I don't know. It seems that Part of moving into the age of Aquarius is the rising of the feminine. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, in um, the book of the Holy Twelve, or the Gospel of the Twelve, um, th there is a section there where they're asking Yeshua how to pray. And, of course, okay. he says, okay, that's the Lord's Prayer. Well, actually, when Yeshua gives the Lord's Prayer to him, it's a little different than what we hear today. Because he says that your prayer is to your father and your mother in heaven. So he mentions the female aspect. 
And if people really know anything much really about um, different societies and how family works and stuff across the world, across the, this earth that we're on, uh, you notice that, and I learned this at a young age when I started dating girls that were not of the, say, Caucasian. They were maybe Latin or Spanish or things like that. Is that actually those families, the female, they were a matriarchal, just like the American Indians. American Indians were a matriarchal society. The woman ran the house. Now, the men might have been head of, say, the village or something like that. But when it came right down to who was running things, it was all set up as a matriarchal society. And I've seen that, you know, across the land with a lot of different cultures. And it seems like it's primarily not necessarily the Europeans, but the Americans that follow more of a patriarchal idea which automatically puts a conflict between the man and the woman in the home, which is automatically going to create eventually a destruction of the home, which is the goal, I believe. Because when <sighs> everything falls apart, who do people turn to for help? They turn to Big Brother. What do they do? Oh, yeah. The welfare. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's interesting, as you were talking, I put, I, I just did a quick Google search, like, I mean, Gospel of Thomas, the Lord's Prayer, and this one gives, like, different transliterations of it. Well, what's interesting is, I'm right here, likewise, some Aramaic, wait, what? Oh, some Aramaic manuscripts also show significant changes in translation. O cosmic birther of all radiance and vibrations soften the ground of our being and carve out a space within us where your presence can abide fill us with your creativity so that we may be empowered to bear the fruit of your mission let our actions bear fruit in accordance with our desire and doubt us with the wisdom to produce and share what each needs to bring to grow and flourish Untie the tangled threads of destiny that bind us as we release others from the entanglement of past mistakes. Let us not be seduced by that which would divert us from our true purpose, but illuminate the opportunities of the present moment. For you are the ground and the fruitful vision, the birth, the power, and fulfillment is all is gathered and once again made whole. And once again, and made whole once again. That's a very, very, very different transliteration, I mean, of a Lord, the Lord's Prayer right there. Well, if you go to YouTube and you look up uh, my listings for the Gospel of the Holy Twelve, uh -huh. um, my playlist at the very top of it in the description box, you'll see a link there. And that link will give you the text to all of it. Uh, I'm not sure which one you would look under for the Lord's Prayer, but I'm going to say that that's available as well. Instead of just showing one side, I showed the text of it as well. So people can go through it, read it, and uh, come to their own conclusion. Hey, I gotta say this. This is 
this is this is kind of, uh, this is comical. I'm I'm pulling up your YouTube channel right now, right? And you've got 419 subscribers. You want to hear what's comical about this? Well, to me, what's funny what? is uh, earlier today I had 420. Well, you want to hear what's comical? Guess what my area code is. 419. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, right, let's see here. Videos. Oh, no, it'd be playlist. Uh, playlist. Gospel of the Holy 12. View full playlist. You said the bottom video. 91 through 96. Uh, let's see. Pause that real quick. Uh -uh. Well. Did you post it as a comment or is it? No, it's a created playlist. You want to go to the created playlist. I see Toothbug put in the comments, uh, said, uh, to the God of paper money and God we trust be acronym for God, oil, and drugs. Could be also acronym for God, oil, and, and I've got diamonds. on this one, I've got on your created playlist, or maybe it's a different playlist, or no. Cause this one is it was only showing 20 videos but all 20 of them were uh, no i've uh, got over i've probably got close to 50 created playlists the gospel but, of the holy 12 right yep all right gospel of the holy now, 12. you can also just go to youtube search and put in um the gospel of the holy 12 brand parker and the playlist will probably pop up. But no, I, I want to say, you know, in God we trust that we see on the money. The United States is listed on Dun & Bradstreet as a uh, religious organization. Okay. So as a religious or blah, blah, as a religious organization, you have to have a declaration of faith. In God we trust is that declaration of faith. The only problem with it is that they don't tell you which God, because God is a generic word. There are many gods in many different cultures. They don't tell you which God they're following. So, you know, we know all societies, but when they created it, they go and they put up their, their sculptures, paintings, artwork, etc., <clears throat> of the gods they follow. And go into Washington, D.C. and start looking around at some of those sculptures. Look at some of the paintings. Look at some of the carvings. And they don't have any depicting a creator of all or anything like that. Instead, what you're seeing is a lot of the Greek gods. I mean, it, it makes it actually look like the U.S. is a pantheistic society. Is the 20th, was the 20th video the one that said, who is the Earth boss at this time? I don't recall. Oh, no, that's the very first one. That's the very first video on there. Yep. And the last one, okay, Gospel of the Holy Twelve will be 91 through 96. Yeah, right at, right after that first one, then it starts going into the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. All right, well, I've got 91 through 96, but that's the last video on that playlist. It show, it's 20 videos, and the last one is the last Gospel of the Holy Twelve. Yep. Yep. And like I said, if you go all the way up to the description box for it, in the description box, you'll see the text for the Gospel of the Holy Twelve. 
I'm in the description box. Hold on. Oh, maybe it's the first one. Hold on. The description box isn't the video. The description box takes you to a uh, website. I'm looking for the description. Oh, so that's the la in the la in the very last video of the series, right? No, description box all the way up at the top at the title. The title for the playlist, right under the title for the playlist. Uh, I'm looking for where you see a description. You talking about on the side or, or, or right under the video? I don't know. I can't see your format. It's not showing me a screen share. It's, like I said, it's God, like, me oh, connection. What frosting? I didn't even know we had frosting. No, I'm not kidding you. There was no, I didn't see no frosting. Check the fridge. There was no frosting in the. Then you left it in Genevieve's van. I didn't listen. You're yelling at me. I didn't grab the groceries. I grabbed laundry in the bed. I'll run up to the store real quick and go grab one. They gonna make you go grocery shopping? No. Yeah, like I'm looking at the description box for the last for the last video. Well, no, this is the first one right here. Yeah, uh, it's not for the it's not for the video. It's for the playlist. Oh, for the playlist. Oh no. Video. Beautiful playlist. Ah, uh, here we go. Bingo. Found it. I know it's there. I just put it there. <laughs> yeah, I just had to figure out where it was at. Bingo, got it. All right. And then you'll see they break it all into segments for you. And you can go to each, uh, whether it's an HTML or PDF or whatever, and pull it up and read it. Oh. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm not sure where um, prayer is at. It's probably close to number 20, I would say. Looks like it's number 19. All right. Yeah. Go. Yep, got it. Our Father, Mother, who art above and within. I right, start over and speak up a little bit because you just nailed it. All right. My bad. Our Father, Mother, who art above and within, hallowed be thy name in twofold trinity and wisdom love and equity thy kingdom come to all thy will be done as in heaven so in earth give us day by day to partake of thy holy bread and the fruit of the living vine as thou dost forgive our trespasses so we may forgive others who trespass against us show us not show us thy goodness that to others we may show the same. In the hour of temptation, deliver us from evil. And wheresoever there be seven gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Yea, 
if only there be two or three, three or two, and where that is but one who prayeth in secret, I am with that one. Raise the stone, and there thou shalt find me. Cleave the wood, and there I am. For in the fire and in the water, even even as in every lip as in every living form, God is manifest as his life and his substance. Ooh, we. Yeah, now that last right part right there, that last part there from it, that comes from uh, the secret book of Thomas. Which the secret book of Thomas, if anybody's gone through that, all it does is it just gives quotes from Yeshua. Hey, Brian, can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up? This is Mike in Chattanooga. Hey, Mike. Long time no here. Yeah, man. I'm back. <laughs> you know, I've seen in some of the readings that God stands for king. That's why you'll see God's with an S, okay, because it stands for kings in these Bibles. Order givers right. and law bringers. And and then like you were saying earlier, there you know, the creator, there's only one that created it all, okay? There's people that can engineer a car, you know, put it together, but that's not a creator really. That's just an engineer, a reverse engineer. Yeah, right. Well well, if you get into um uh, the books of the Holy Twelve, or the Gospel of the Holy Twelve, uh, you'll find that it's not really the case. In fact, even if you read the King James Version, um, Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, which kind of gives you two different accounts of the creation, it, it talks about being created by the Elohim. And the Elohim is not just a single creator, it's multiple creators. And I, I think it's in the Gospel of Holy 12 where it talks about who was responsible for creating man. And that is that one Elohim uh, took care of your right eye. Another one took care of your left eye. Took care of your left eye. Which, Which kind of that made, goes... me think back, that made me think back to Horace a little bit. But And it talked mm. about an Elohim that took care of your intestines. Another one who took care of your arms. You know what I mean? If you and that kind of struck me back to when uh, you read Genesis and it talks about Elohim, which Elohim means multiple gods. So it was kind of a joint um, effort. Okay, is that why the earth, you know, and everything was created in six days? Because it could have been somebody did it on day one. Well, you know, the scripture even says a day to him is like a thousand years to us. Yeah, right. And, you know, people that look at, say, for instance, and I, I don't like pushing this, and I don't really follow it, although I follow pieces of it, because I think a lot of places have pieces of the truth but I'm not sure that any one place has all the truth put together. But if you look at work from like uh, Zachariah uh, Sitchin, 
he's saying very similar things. Yeah, you know, the truth is always going to be real hard for us because history, you know, the way it's been manipulated over the years to fit whatever category they are wanting it to fit. Right. Well, the scripture says that also that, that it's the glory of kings to hide the truth and it's the glory of man to seek it out. Right. I and, know. And one of the things that I've found so important about that passage is that, you know what, Paul, you're seeking for one thing. You discover 10 other things. Absolutely. So that's how you get ahead in this world. Is, is when you're seeking the truth, okay? It, you, you know, when people don't care about the truth and they're just sitting around, they just follow the leader kind of, don't they? You know, it's like they just, whatever TV says or whatever the main thing is, you know, like they'll wear a certain style shirt because everyone else is. Because I, I remember three or four years ago, I could go to the local banks and the different banks, okay, and all the women in there was work, was wearing a certain style of boots. They were these new style boots that had this fuzzy stuff around the top, okay, and they had no heels on them. They were like flat totally on the bottom. And I'm just totally guessing some girl has come out in Hollywood, you know, in the movies, and was wearing those boots, and all these women, no matter what bank I went to virtually, and any age, 70 years old down to 20, was all wearing those style boots. It was just, it just blew me away. You know, I go, boy, they like to copy, you know? Well, you know what? That it right there is a perfect example that everybody is looking for somebody to follow. Everybody is looking for a leader. Well, guess what? Guess where the leader's at? You know, guess right where, the, guess where the creator's at. Um, the the gospel of the Holy Twelve and Secret Book of Thomas that tells you that the creator is in you. He's in you. I mean, uh, even King James Version will tell you he's knocking at the door of your heart. You know, okay. you can answer the door or not. You know what I mean? But everybody's looking for something external. Everybody is. Sitting back saying, you know what, I'm just going to continue with my life and eventually some freaking creator from the sky or, or Yeshua from the sky is going to come down and he's going to fix everything for all of us. I'm well, not so sure that that's necessarily I, the I, truth. I assure you that is not going to happen, but see, that's what these false prophets are preaching so that you will sit around and do that. Okay? That's... It, it's like they're working for the system, it seems like, doesn't it? To tell people just to sit on the pews and do nothing. There's no salt in, in none exactly. of the church. Zero. Exactly. That's, that's the end goal. The end goal is for you to do nothing. And it's work. But you know what? You go back to 1950, if something negative happened, the church was in an uproar. Okay, they all united, and they would not take that nonsense. Now, it's like... Nobody cares. Nobody has a barometer on what's right and wrong, and people just don't care, it seems. Hey, Brian, uh, can you see the screen? Because I'm. Uh, I don't, have you ever heard of the West Penray Papers? Uh, the what? The West Penray Papers? I don't think so. I dropped a link to the website, you'll be like in the chat so you can go in, you, you like you, you're able to download it. 
This guy named Wes Penray put together this series of papers. He's got five levels of learning. And oh, we like I've been going through, I've been dealing with them for, I've been like digging into them for over two years now. And they're just, oh, they take, all right, I'm just going, I'm going to read you a part of something. Extension neurosensing, a new advanced form of remote viewing. All right, so, real quick, have you ever heard of the Life Physics Group in California? Um, are they related to that other remote viewing group? I have no, honestly, no idea on that one. I didn't even know there was another one. I know that, like, yeah, they've, I, they've had ties to, like, Scientology and stuff. Yeah, I'm following a couple of them that have had some major breakthroughs. I know right. Brian's stuff is scary, though, because if you'll notice, there's been people that have done that, and then they wind up dead and stuff, kind of like they kill themselves or something. You know, in other I mean, words, there's a part of that that may be demonic, and if it hits your brain just wrong, okay, then you go the wrong direction. You got to be very careful of this stuff. You know, the mind is so powerful. See, they don't want you to know how powerful your mind is because there's reported of people that have had cancer, right, and and heal themselves by the, the reason they thought something a certain way. You know what I mean? You can get it. Hundred other people try that; they can't do it. But every now and then, you can tap into your mind a certain way. That's that's what you're saying, Brian. This is within us if we know how to tap into it. Darn it! Yeah, we're, exactly. we're unlimited if we knew how to tap into this. Well, didn't Yeshua say these things you will do as me and even greater? I yeah, mean, right. Who is doing who's doing things even greater right now? You don't see that happening. You don't see freaking Kenneth Copeland. You don't see these freaking guys out there that are collecting all this money and living in huge mansions. You don't see these guys doing anything greater than than the Christ did. So what are people even doing following them? I think they're false prophets. I wouldn't want to follow them. No, they're, I, they're... I, totally, I totally believe they're all false prophets, and nobody should be following anybody because we've been told through these hidden scriptures that guess what guess where your creator's at he's in you he's right. part of you you just have to okay that's what him. i'm getting at. they do not want you to know that because that's way too powerful brian that's way too powerful because then have more power listen here if you knew that then would you need an elected official you know or would you need a god in the clouds if you knew that or would you exactly. need to go to these false prophets and hear them spill out a bunch of nonsense, you know, and take your money? No, it would end all this nonsense if you knew the truth. Exactly. And and like I tell people all the time, you know what? Pull out a diagram of the temple of um, the Israelites. And then pull out a diagram or draw a diagram of your church. And then draw a diagram of... A courtroom it's all the same and right. the courts are doing nothing but imitating what the creator had done okay now it's not strange that the vatican look what it what it's representing and doing i mean that shouldn't be strange to you you know because they're trying to keep the truth from us so they want to pretend 
that they are the God and then mislead you, don't they? Well, they're trying to protect their power, and he did the same thing with uh, the kings of England. There you go. And But you notice how their look, though, was a certain look like they're godly. But in reality, they're, the, they're you know, anti-God. Uh, a bit you abstract know? would be... Because look the way that they're doing people, okay? They're mistreating people, falsifying everything. They don't... Only evil people can think like that. You take in my neighborhood, everybody's good to one another. They watch one another, out for one another. If children are getting in the were to get into the street, you know, well, they'd be an adult run out there and try to help. You know, everybody volunteers to try to help when you got a normal mindset. It's these people that's sick that try to steal property from us and everything. Well, you know, even the title of the Pope means <clears throat> Antichrist. <laughs> okay, okay. See, they're trying to lead us. You know, see, we want to have... You know, the average man and woman wants harmony, but these people at the top want the opposite of that. And and I'll tell you, you know, you, you know you've heard this a million times, that chaos, you know, whenever there's chaos, they have control, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. Because okay. orders are through chaos. Okay. Now, pharmaceutical chaos. drugs have to be poisonous for them to control them, Okay. I worked at a nuclear plant, and I talked to one of the head guys that was working for Westinghouse. Westinghouse's engineers oversee, as far as I know, 100% of the nuclear power stuff, okay, because they have the patent on it. And the guy told me, this, one of the head engineers, he, he said we could make this thing 100% safe. We could use a different form of... of, uh, of uh, Whatever number they're using, okay, I'm just making up, we'll say it's a 900, you know, on that, and they could use a 600 and it'd be 100% safe, but he says the reason why they don't do that with, you know, uh, atomic stuff and all of this is because we couldn't control it then. It has to be dangerous in order for Westinghouse to be able to control all of this, and that's why it is that way, and that's why it costs a billion dollars for that stuff. And that's the reason why we don't have any little nuclear power plants running our house, okay? is They've got uh, it really dangerous. They I'd have to slightly... Different type of nuclear on, on that stuff. And that's what this guy's telling me. But they picked it purposely to be dangerous so they can control it. And I see that everywhere. That I'd that, actually... I would actually totally have to disagree with you on, on just about everything you've said. I mean, because part of it is still okay. playing into the looking. It's part. It's partly still playing into looking for external control. And I'll explain. When you go deep into Masonic lore, there's a reason why the checkerboard symbolism is used. The word matrix breaks down to mean womb, as in like a womb. I mean, the same thing we spend nine months in. Some of us maybe a little less because we came out premature. But we spend nine months in being birthed into this world. This world is more or less a teaching ground. It's a staging ground. Thing is, is we've gotten lost in it and we've gotten immersed in just material materialism and matter. We've gotten immersed in the world of matter when matter isn't even real. 
Oh, Maximus, can I give you? I'll, let me tell you a download that was given to me. Was that the religion of the evil side is commercialism? That's their religion. Right, and that's how and they, they control I, things. The first thing they want to do is say your car is is in commercial. All right, your house. They want to say that it's commercial. It's not private, isn't it? Across the board, they they say you have to have a license because it's it's commercial, don't they? That's the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. All that control. And that's that's the only thing the state controls is commercial stuff. I, I think I posted right. that the day before. They control commercial things. Just like we've got um, Labor Day coming up. Labor uh, yeah. is a commercial term. And yep. what do women do when they hit, give birth? They go into go into labor. labor. So that's yep. something that is controlled by the state. And the product of that labor is something that's owned by the state. Yep. Now, like- let's, let's, let's get really deep and really abstract with this. Can you tell me why? Can you tell me why? You know I mean, the state. Absolutely. Absolutely. The reason Let's why is because all of, well, this is my viewpoint anyway, all of those things are fictional BS crap that don't matter. And the only thing that evil can control is fiction. The only things the courts control is fiction. They, can, they don't control fact. Just like when they're dealing with people in the courts, they're not dealing with you, the man or woman. They're dealing with no. that the I fictional once, character you yeah, represent. Once again, they're, they're, they're saying that that is a business, aren't they, Brian? Once again, so they can now, control it. Let's go a little bit more abstract because what's happening is is they're creating fiction within the fiction. These bodies are merely fiction. Like, think about it. These bodies are matter. Matter does not actually exist matter is a perception so matter is really a fiction they are creating a fiction within the fiction yeah exactly it gets more scientific than people i've got a question for you i need some help and i was wanting your view on okay okay all right my house you might be looking to the wrong well you Maybe. Here's my question to you, okay? My house is on the tax roll, okay? I want it off the tax roll, okay? And there's people who have come up with numerous ways that they say works for it, okay? And so I'm tired of paying tax roll money for nothing, okay? It's just a waste. There's just absolutely no reason to. All right? So here's what I was going to do. One thing is I know that it's classified wrong. It's classified as a residence instead of a private property, you know, private land, right? So if I go to the tax assessor and point that out to him, what do you think might be the success of him saying, sure, it's private, let's take it off the tax roll? Uh, All right, I'll be be honest here, and I'll tell you that you have honestly presented a situation that is honestly over my head, but, I mean, my basic comprehension from what everything you just said, I can tell you more likely out the gates, they're going to probably laugh at you about it. But, you know, me, what you have said, you know, me, looking at it in a very abstract way, I would totally agree. And I'm sure that there's a way to do it. If there's a process about it, 
at this point in time, that is way above where I've gotten, to be honest. Sorry, guy. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you how to do it. it oh, come okay, on, Brian. Let's go. Just like what he said, they're, they're going to pretend, you know, and laugh at something. So I got to show them something solid. Hey, you're not supposed to tax private people's private items, are you? You know, something like that is what you got to show to them in it, Brian. All right. Here, here's the thing. <clears throat> um, what are you producing and selling at your house? Zero. Okay, then you're all set. Um, I've got a playlist called Remove Your Property from the Tax Rolls. And what, what state are you on? Yeah, I, I'm I in forgot, Tennessee. Sorry. Remember? Nobody wants to see right. your penis. Right. <laughs> that was. All right. If if you go to my playlist, uh, Remove Your Property from the Tax Rolls. Um, right there is listed out all of the statutes and everything for the state of Florida. I, it's going to take a little bit of work, but I same for state of Tennessee. And down here, it's been done over and over and over again. Okay, and I have looked for some of those. I've, I've, you know, I've seen them in the past for Rocky and, and, and another guy did theirs in Florida, you know, like five years ago. And the Steve, the stuff yeah. they use, I tried to find it here in Tennessee. And it's like there is zero in Tennessee for some reason. It's like they have, oh, haven't no, given us no, any Tennessee. I hear there's a lot of background coming from somewhere. Sorry, hold on. Back up, back up, back up, baby. Sorry, kids, the kids got like rambunctious. But um, I I would maybe like I said, it's gonna take a little bit of time and effort. But yep. uh, you could write down some of those uh, statutes that were used for Florida, and yep. present those to a tax attorney for Tennessee, and say, can you find me the equivalent for Tennessee? Because all the states have them. They're all yep. the same for all the states. They're okay. just listed under a different number or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. How can I find a, a, a what I'd need is a land attorney, wouldn't I, to show him stuff? An yeah, ordinary uh, attorney wouldn't know about this property tax stuff, would he? I need a. Oh, no. A, I would need a land attorney, wouldn't I? Yeah, you'd need, well, yeah, you'd need a land tax attorney, yeah. Uh, attorneys in general don't know anything about shit. No, you know I mean? no, they don't. What they, I think they teach them is fill out forms and that's it. So they get in a certain category and they just <laughs> fill out forms. And that, I think that's the majority of what they do their entire life. You know, attorneys you know, are they, just merely, they're merely just a flunky gold men to keep us, to keep us basically involved in the system of overall debt. If you actually look up what I mean, the bar association means, you'll learn that attorneys are nowhere near what we are raised to believe they are here in America. I agree. British accredit, British accreditation registry. Yep. So why would our legal attorney? Why would this? If we and not only that, but a judge sits in an elevated position. That is no way of fearing an impartial party. They're sitting higher than you. Symbolism is key. Yep. Okay, now here, Brian, here's another thing I was going to do about my land. 
is do a change of address, you know, get it out of the, the U.S., you know, like go to the post office and and redo that so the mail is only going to come with a non-zip code, okay, that like a general post. Wouldn't that be a good idea yeah. also? No, no, I don't recommend that. You don't? No. What I would say to you, here's the thing. Okay. All right. And I recommend a lot of people this direction, and I get a lot of kickback from it. I even get kickback from people within the organization. But here's the thing. Everybody is really in a stateless position. Um, you know, in the spring, you if people do their taxes, you check off that box that says I'm a U.S. citizen, right? Yep. All right. Prove to me that you're a U.S. citizen. What do you have to prove that? Nothing. There is nothing that actually proves that. You have to yeah, declare it. You you have no oath or affirmation to U.S. Inc. Nope. So right there, Let's, you're in default. Yeah, you're an enemy of the state right off the get. Yep. On top of it, you're an enemy of the state because you're not supposed to be a freaking U.S. citizen. If you, and I don't even like the citizen word, if you're going to be a citizen, you should be a citizen of your state. Citizen means that you owe allegiance to. Okay, right. So if you're, yep. if you're going to be a U.S. citizen, that means you're claiming your allegiance to a company that runs all the states, and you just kicked your state to the curb and said F you to your state of Tennessee or whatever. Okay, now you know what? You're almost touching on something right there. If I'm a state citizen, aren't I exempt from 100% of taxes? Only a U.S. citizen is subject to the taxes, aren't they? Okay. Uh, do you have an oath or affirmation to being? Do you have an oath or affirmation to being a uh, state citizen of Tennessee? No, I don't. I need to do that. Okay, and I'll tell you how to do it. Go to government of the United States of America, yep. not international. All right. Yep. Go to the embassy site, and then under Secretary of State on the left hand side, you'll see. Um, I, I don't remember what it's called right now, but something like uh, declared state resident. Right. And you go in there and you become a resident. Yep. And that, that gets published. People don't, people don't comprehend the power of publishing. Okay, now here's what Ralph Winterrow has done. You know, we've discussed that before. I don't know if if he ran it in the newspaper, though, what he has done is done a decreation and put it into the, you know, the deeds, land deeds, and got a certified copy of it back. And he says that right there, since it's a public record, that that, that seals the deal is what he said. Now, he lives in Alaska, and for some reason, Alaska taxes pulls out Social Security, okay? So he was gets a security check, and they were taking one hundred and fifty dollars a month out of him. He simply did that decreation. It was like a two-page decreation saying he was a state citizen and not a U.S. citizen, and you know filed it there. And his county 
and got a certified copy of it back and forgot all about it. He said two months later they quit taking out taxes on him, and they hadn't since. That's been four or five years ago. And he told other people about it, and it's worked for them. Then he did his driver's license the same way, and that did something for him, okay? So he didn't publicize it, I don't think, but I think that's a whole lot more, though, because that is real powerful when you publicize something in the paper and give somebody an opportunity to agree with it or disagree with it, then they've agreed, hadn't they? When you give somebody 30 days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've given consent. Right. So they've consented to what that that creation and agreement is. That means that uh, government is in the same category, isn't it? It had the opportunity to disagree, didn't it? Yeah, it's an entity just like you, and you put the info out there. They didn't say anything, so so be it. Okay. All right, let's say I do that. Okay, now I'm a state citizen exempt from all taxation, aren't I? Should be. Okay, then you go, and then you go to the tax assessor, uh, you know, and point that out to him. How is he going to argue with you then? Yeah, it's still, there's statutes that you can pull out because every state has a statute that really the taxes apply to corporations. Absolutely. They apply to company. And if you're not a company or a corporation, then they shouldn't be doing it. You just show it to them and that's it. Show it to the assessor. And uh, like what happened with Steve on uh, the playlist I mentioned. Uh, removing yourself from state taxes. What really happens is that they just back off. I mean, they don't put an announcement in the newspaper or anything, but they just say, you know, you're right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I have a friend that he's been doing this for the last five years is getting people off the tax roll, but here's how he has to do it. He says, he sets up a private trust in somebody's name, like the family name. We'll just say uh, Jones Family Trust, okay? And he puts them in that trust and all their property in there. And hey, excuse he, me, real quick, Brian. I'm 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 not going to turn the computer off or nothing. I'm just running like to the store that's like half a block away, real quick, to grab some frosting for his cake. Yeah, go grab frosting, bro. <laughs> yeah, run and get the frosting, dude. Okay, here's here's what he said. You know, he's been doing this for five years, and he's done it in 15 states, and it's worked 100% of the time, is when he sets that private trust up, and you know how powerful they are. If you do it correctly, he said he has to set up the minutes because a lot of times the judges will pull you into court on that and have to see all that. And you have to prove that it's a legitimate well, trust. Yeah, they want to, a judge wants to see the evidence of a trust. And what what he's doing is he's actually setting up a non-statutory trust. He's doing a, uh, oh, some people call a Massachusetts trust or a Commonwealth trust. And, and that's what they're doing so that statutes don't apply to it. And yeah. putting all the inside of that trust yes he does that and so when he does that and then give here's what he says he gives notice to the state 
and ask them, do they have any rights, title, or interest in this house or this property or this car, any of that? And they, he said they 100% always write him back, the, whoever it is in the state that you send this to, and says that they do not have no interest in the property, that they will like write you back. They don't pretend like they don't know what you're saying or doing. They really are on top of it, he said, on that. And so they'll send you a letter back, and you can go show that to anybody, like, say, the tax assessor or anybody. And so that's the easy way to get it off, the tax roll. Now, he was saying another way to do it that that keeps it better is when you go to the, the BLM and claim your land patent and claim it into that private trust also. That, that just gives you extra right there if you do that. And well, he said you, you'll have you know to what? do that if you still got a mortgage on the land or house, then you'll have to go and claim it. And then you, the mortgage will go away, he said, 100% of the time. Because when you do this, you're when when you send that paperwork into the state, remember you asked them if they have any rights, title, or interest into this? They're going to say no. Okay, when you get that back, you're going to send that to the mortgage company and ask them if they have any. Thing and they, they have to. He said that they don't want to have to do a forensic audit or anything. So they've got to just bow out and say they have no interest in it. So the mortgages go away. He's had a hundred percent of the time on that, and and cars too. He does the same thing with the cars, and the tags on the cars, like one this lady, she's like in her fifties that he did this for back in two thousand and twelve. Her house and her car, and she was driving a new car with mortgage on it, and he put it in the private trust and then sent the paperwork to the DMV, and it got classified there somehow. Okay, I don't know why it, the, the, what way it got classified, Brian, but it got classified, and her son, he's about age 25, and he never drove the car, but he, she let him borrow it for some reason, so he drove it somewhere and parked it somewhere where it was a tow zone, he didn't see the sign. It was, like, real, real high up, and he parked it in an area, and a policeman came up there and was going to tow it, and he ran the tags, and he couldn't he couldn't call it a tow truck or any of that. It was all off limits. And so the son comes back and, and sees the policeman there and waves at him and said, was you needing something? He goes, no, nah, uh, you know, I'm just checking out your car here and everything. I ran it through right here. I was going to have it towed, but I, it said that, have hands-off or something to that effect what the policeman told that guy, that it couldn't be told or nothing. So that's what I was told, okay? I don't know if it's true or not, but don't say it is. So that tag, when you do that, it changes it out of commercial is what I'm guessing, is what when when the private trust owns it, that automatically kills this stuff out of commercial. Okay, you, I, I haven't Brian? done a I haven't done a private trust or anything like that, but what I did do is I sent a letter. Now, I, I guess this was sent like to the county or whatever. Um, whenever you read uh, U.S. code or whatever, it talks about stuff being sent to the secretary, and the secretary will decide this or that. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. If you want to talk to the head. If you want to talk to the CEO of a corporation, who are you going to go through? You're going to go through the secretary, right? Talk yep. to the secretary. So what I did is I 
sent a notice to the secretary of the state where I was born on, the state where I live, and to the federal secretary, which is Department of State. And I basically just sent a letter requesting, like you said, what right, title, or interest do you hold in this property? And yep. then I listed uh, the identification number for the legal person, which is the file number off from your certificate by birth. I listed vehicles, other property, and sent that to them. I haven't heard anything back yet. So okay. I'm surprised because he says 100% of the time, whoever he sends it, I, and I thought he said he sends it to the Secretary of State, is who I think he said he sends that letter to, and he 100% gets a letter back with them saying they have no rights, title, or interest in it. Well, what and, I'm going to do... What I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up because this is the beginning of the administrative process. So what I'm going to do is the second step of the administrative process saying, hey, I sent this to you. I don't know if your dog ate it (laughs) or what happened, Uh, but I'm just giving you a heads up again. I sent this to you. I haven't heard anything back. You know, please respond. Uh, That way you can avoid a position of default. Okay. Can can me and you talk this week on the phone? Sure, we can talk anytime. Uh, my best days are um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Then then let's let's talk a few minutes tomorrow. Then. All right. All right. All right. You, uh, you want me to email you, you my... my number, or you want me to give you my number? Okay. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to check on. Uh, are you a member of a Facebook group or anything like that? Yeah. Are you on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Then well, you, just, just message, yeah, just you know, message me over Facebook. I I will. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Like, you know, so, uh, there's a lot of stuff that you add into your Facebook account off of mine that I put on. I post some really good stuff on there sometimes. All right, cool. And, you know, you have a lot of good stuff, too, on there. Yeah. Well, you know, I think with all of us combined, we can all connect the dots eventually here. Yeah. The thing that, about Facebook is when I first joined it, whenever it was, like four years ago or something, somebody in my downline could post something in their downline, and I would get a notice of it. Now I don't get any kind of notice most of the time. You know, it's like they don't want you to know that people are, are spreading the good news in your downline. You know, it's like uh, you don't need to know that, whatever somebody's doing. Because it used to be up uplifting kind of. You know, knowing your friends are passing the good information on to their friends, and their friends are passing it. You know, it was like, it seemed like right. that was. Well, the more people that you connect with on Facebook, it shows you their stuff, I guess. I, I don't really use the Facebook news feed. I really use Facebook just for the couple of groups that I've got there, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I do click on Facebook, one of the first things that will pop up is somebody that's a member of one of my news feeds or one of my groups. You know what I mean? And I see people bitch and saying, oh, they're getting rid of uh, Facebook Messenger. 
because Facebook Messenger wants to have access to their photos and this and that. And so they're getting rid of it. It's like, wait a minute. You got to realize if you want to use Facebook Messenger, for instance, and you're on Facebook Messenger and say you want to send a picture to somebody. Well, guess what? Facebook Messenger needs access to your photos in order to send that picture to them. That's it's right. It's really that simple. And people don't realize, though, that all of these apps, your flashlight app, any of that shit, you are giving permission to grab all your stuff anyway. People get so paranoid, I don't understand it. Well, I don't have nothing to hide. I'll just tell you, I don't. Okay, but the thing that I see on Facebook is people get accused of receiving point-o stuff sometimes. You know, like little children pictures. I don't know if that's true or not, but have you seen that? Uh, every... I've never had that problem. <laughs> okay, I haven't, but there's some people are saying that they have got that done. Yeah, they say, say it. Yeah, do they show I it? don't know that's a fact. They could just be saying this, you know, just to cause trouble. Okay, I don't know. You know, half the stuff on Facebook you can't believe anyway, okay? Like a lot of it's staged. You'll see on there about racism, it's like they try to stage all this and just have people fussing and fighting and causing racism instead of quit quit doing the color thing. Throw that out. If somebody hurts somebody, somebody hurts somebody. You just treat it like that, okay? You don't... You call, it sounds like you're calling out quitting in particular. <laughs> Quinn is one of those freaking dudes. He's always freaking talking about how the white man is racist and this and that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, do you I have don't any think evidence of that? say any of that I mean, stuff. What we should say is treat this guy, this policeman, and this whoever all the same. You know, everybody should be at the same standard, okay? You should should be courteous to everybody. You know, it's just me, okay? I feel like everybody should be that way. And in the world, we could get along instead of, because I know there's a lot of this paid agency stuff out here. You know, like for somebody to say they're part of the KKK and to do some of this and spread this hate, they have to work for the government because it hurts me. You know, for them to go and do a KKK thing, that doesn't help anybody. That only creates more strife. And once again, you know, whenever they've got the chaos going, right, they have control, don't they? So it's, it's a, once again, another step of that, it looks like to me. And then the same thing with the Black Panthers or something. You know, they always keep all of these groups, you know, with a knife twisting is what I'm saying. That's why I don't like touching on this racism stuff because it's just promoting the wrong thing. Oh, it's promoting separatism. That's what it is. They're trying to keep everybody separate from each other. That's what it all comes down to. And, you know, well, let me say here, kind of a station identification break. My mantra always is we need to learn where we're really from, where we're really at, and who you really are. Because until you learn those three things, you ain't going to understand anything, period. Because they've hidden that crap from everybody. Okay. All right. Now, getting back to the private trust. This guy sets people up with private trust. I mean, really rich people is half of what he does. And he puts them in this private trust, and the police will try to monkey with them, and he's got a fee schedule in place. 
and it hadn't been successful. It he has done it because I used to say to him all the time, look at Paris Hilton, you know, look how her private trust is controlling her and everything. So th- this friend of mine, here's where he copied all this. He said that Henry Ford set up the original, you know, one of his private trust. And then he set up a business inside that private trust, you know, corporations within corporations and all that. So it's all. He layered, he layered it. it he layered. layered. That's exactly. He, he said that because he checked in this, he said that like somebody would, I'm just making this up, say Goodyear Tires wanted to be selling to Henry Ford. He set up a corporation that would merge those two together and they would have a corporation together and bylaws and stuff, okay? And it'd be set up in there. And it's like nobody could tell Goodyear Tires and what Henry Ford's plant could do. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Once you you see this, what how their power structure in this, nothing from the outside can invade it then. It's within its own uh, fence, so to speak, and wall. It's like, wow. No wonder they set these mega corporations up and these non-profits, you know? It's all this stuff they set up, and it, it, it protects you. You're correct. And what it comes down to is uh, people's right to contract with each other. And, in fact, today I, I was reading through uh, that book from uh, the research group that I started for um, – Encyclopedia of American History, right? Look up Encyclopedia of American History on Facebook. I'd start a research group. And one of the things I was looking at in that book today, it's it, the book is like 700 and some pages long. And it was talking about the right to tax even the banks. And it was talking about um, the right of the state to interfere with the private contract between people. And it said the state had no right to interfere okay. with the contract right. between. But let me remind you of something. This is what, and moment. that's what a trust. But that's what a trust comes down to. A trust okay. is a contract between people. Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying, but here's what he is saying. The way our status is right this moment, we have volunteered into everything. That's why we have to be brought over into that private trust which cuts off all of that volunteerism. That's the problem right now is it's like we are in a category where they assume that we volunteered into everything. So, All right. All right. So, see, now here's so my, private, here's so my mind shot. Trust, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> I'll, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is my mantra. My mantra is since they've presumed that we're automatically a part of their system and that we presumably follow their God, then what we have to do is we have to correct the presumption. Everybody talks about correcting your status. I say it's correct the presumption. You need to notify them that, guess what? No. I am making a stand as to who I follow and what I follow, and it's not you. Okay, okay, you're right. Okay, now here's what this guy did. You know, he goes to Washington, D.C. pretty often, and he talks to people up there. And some lady told him that we should be 
everybody should be operating out of a private trust. She, he said, she said that around 1% of people in America are doing that. What they should be doing is, is running out of that, okay? And, and so here, here's what it's coming down to. When you do that, when you run out of that private trust, okay, then there's bylaws and everything that if, if government wants to contract with you, I'll give you an example, okay? His son just got a driver's license. Guess what? When, they, when he filled out the application for it, he put an addendum with it, letting them know that the private trust owned that son, you know, whatever his name is. And, that, and by getting this driver's license does not involve him with the state in any way. Okay? <laughs> Something to that, you know, language. All right, the lady entered that in the computer, gave him his driver's license, and told him that these driver's license, this driver's license I'm giving you is for only safety purposes only. You're not required to follow none of the bylaws because your trust has its own bylaws. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, no, I totally comprehend that. Okay. And so that, you know, all right. And I asked him, I said, okay, what about his car? And he said, okay, I can actually get insurance a little bit cheaper because the private trust owns it. When you go get regular insurance, you don't know who's limited, who's going to drive it. But the private trust already says up front, the only people that can drive it is these two trustees, you know, like the dad and the son, right? So they get a wee bit of a little discount off of their car insurance because of that, he said. You know, because I thought it may fall under commercial or something. It may be higher. But he said, no, it's actually a little bit cheaper by having the private trust on it because you already stipulate who can drive it and who can't. And for some reason, they like that. That that must be really powerful, something. Well, so, yeah, it, it is more powerful because it's more difficult to hit a trust for a payment than it is uh, somebody that's representing that statutory man or woman. The statutory man or woman, where they go to court or not, hell, they can be hit with a default judgment. Whereas a, a trust, a trust cannot be hit. No, you can't, see? And so he's not subject to nothing. See, you, you, you see how powerful this private trust is? It's like the woman in Washington, D.C. said everybody should be working out of that, you know? And here's another thing. Let me just bring this to your attention. Okay, now that private trust owns all of these these uh, benefit, like you know, like we like when you filled out for the Social Security. Okay, remember it told you what you could and couldn't do, right? That changes when the private trust takes ownership of it because, of course, he's going to send notice to them and ask them if they have any rights, title, or interest over this account, you know, Social Security account, and, of course, they write him back. They know we don't. They don't get to tell you what you can and can't do with Social Security anymore. You know, they can't, like, like you're not subject to those bylaws. You see how powerful that is? Yeah, they can tell you squat. You know, <clears throat> I shared a picture a while ago uh, when I went into uh, Social Security down here in southwest Florida. They had a freaking sign right in the window that said, we never accept the birth certificate as identification. 
What is that talking that tells you that that birth certificate is for an artificial person. It's not for you. Yep. Now, that's what he's working on right now is to try to get into the securities that are trading on that. I, I need to, you know, there's a guy that did a video on that, that if something is put in our name, you know, like if I go get a credit card in Brian Parker's name and use it, that's fraud, isn't it, without your consent, Right. All right. Okay, the birth certificate account is set up a lot like that same way. They did it supposedly on our behalf, but they haven't disclosed everything to us. So he's putting a language together to where he can tap into those securities that's trading and, and all that. And so when you own, here's the thing he has found out. Whatever you claim and you actually own, nobody can monkey with. Okay, and I hope, right now the problem we're having is we don't own none of this. We haven't claimed any of it. He said it's unclaimed freight. That's why that when you go to court, uh, you no, get... I, I would negate some of that. That's the reason, he said, when you go into court, the problems you're having because you're trying to use somebody else's stuff, but it's really yours, but until you prove ownership... It's like you're trying to unauthorized use of somebody else's property, right? You can't go and borrow your neighbor's car without his written consent, right? Well, that's the way the the court is uh, looking at a little bit. Yeah, let me say this, though. I have uh, written evidence from the Secretary of State that I own my name. Yep, but that has nothing to do with the birth certificate account. Yeah, and I, I think what has happened with the majority of people, really what occurs is that, and you can go look at the Keta Gaia stuff. Keta Gaia says, oh, it's copywritten. That person took it's copywritten. Yeah, the form is copywritten, but not the freaking information that's put on the form. That's Only right. the form is copywritten, all right? You're 100% so, right, see? The information that so, was put there was put there by our parents who are owners of that trust, okay? They are the ones that that built that trust right there, okay? They just happen to have used those government, right? So well, they're the author and creator of that trust is really our parent, and and we are heirs to it, okay? Well, people me, say, while I'm thinking about this, say, Brian, let me please say this. This is real important, okay? Is... Uh, there, there's a lady here in Chattanooga that got threatened. The guy said he was going to kill her, okay? And so she called the police, and they came over and wrote a report up. Okay, the guy that did that threatening and everything, she had witnesses and everything, okay? He was homeless. They said the prosecutor told her we cannot serve him or anything because he don't live anywhere, okay? So where you live, has all to do with ownership, okay? And so if, you, if you're if you a resident, then they have, have jurisdiction over you. Did you and, see that? Hold on. Did you see that? Uh, and it was like five years ago. The video with Judge Judy. Judge Judy was interrogating a guy where this guy, his girlfriend was trying to sue him in small claims court. And Judge Judy asked him, you know, well, where do you live? 
he said, well, you know, sometimes I stay with my parents. Sometimes I stay with friends. And she said, well, what do you do for a living? And he said, well, I do this and that, whatever I really need to do. I might have to go over to another county and help people with stuff or this. You know, he was being very vague. And Judge Judy looked at um, the girl that was trying to sue him and said, sorry, he has not given me enough information that I need for jurisdiction. Exactly. Okay. That's where I was going with this. There was a guy, a friend of mine was in court about six months ago, and I told him about that story I just told you. He said, a guy came in there, a really old guy, came in there, and they it was trying to get him for a few things, two or three things. And the judge asked him, you know, his name, he told him his name, and then the judge said, where do you live at? And the guy said, I live inside my body. That's where I live, right here. And the judge took 12 to 15 minutes, tried to find out, well, where do you live? You know, where do you stay and everything? The guy never told him except that part. You know, I live inside my body. That's the only place I live at. The judge throwed all three of those charges out because he didn't have jurisdiction. He couldn't do nothing without you being in a residence. or You got to be somewhere and that brings you into their jurisdiction because their jurisdiction is fictional, like we were saying earlier. And you're a man on the land, I guess, until you say that fictional stuff. And then they, they got jurisdiction. And I think that's what about this property. We've got to claim it. See, the private trust has to live somewhere. It needs to live out, outside of Washington, D.C., doesn't it? Doesn't it need to live yeah. on the land like the state of? I mean, uh, there's a video, there's a video of trying to think of the name. His last name is Paul. Chris Hall, I think is his name. You can find Chris Hall probably on YouTube uh, regarding a judge. And he's trying to circles. And salad bowl of things at the judge. He's saying, I'm the secure party creditor, this, I'm that, whatever. The judge is like, what the hell are you? You know what I mean? And what the the, uh, judge, the judicial administrator, actually ends up saying to him is, okay, he says, I have a question. How much money does uh, he says, I got a statement like a month ago or so, but I don't remember how much it really was. Which meant that, yeah, he was part of the system. Oh, yeah, yes. I remember seeing that, that video, and, yes. And he it's was like, oh, my God, he didn't realize that that was where he got nailed at. Yes, because in order to have a regular bank account, you got to be a, a resident, a U.S. citizen, don't you? Well, no, not necessarily. I mean... I'm, I'm um, saying the ordinary. Ordinary, like, yeah. The, yeah. There's a yeah. bank account that I use, but uh, it's used in my DBA. Okay, okay. So if you if you know how to set these up properly, once again, you're you're putting a wall in between you, the man, and the business. See, and and that's right. what we have to learn how to do. Exactly, and let me say as well is that people get afraid that. 
oh, the IRS is going to come after my bank account? Well, that's because you don't have your bank account set up correctly. If you've got it set up in your DBA, then you're okay. Well, okay, so that'd be the simplest way to set any bank account up is just do a DBA. And, uh, you know, you're you're not thinking to, to put put uh, the DBA on the, you know, like Florida land, you know, like get it out of Washington, D.C. and no, have it get D- it filled, say, at the post office? No, my DBA, okay. All right. Everybody's you, got this whole thing about on the land and stuff, which is kind right. of craziness. That's right. Anna Von which, Reed, that's what it Anna really Von craft stuff. Okay, what that All really right. means, you're private, you know? When... when when you've got a private situation, then that supposedly means you're on the land, okay? That's the difference. Public is when you're out here, you know, with all the public stuff. Private is when you own it and control it yourself, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, and and everybody's like, oh, you, you go in and freaking register your name with the state. Oh, my God, yeah, you've turned over ownership of the state. No, that's not the case. Because when I did the DBA for Florida, okay, yeah, um, I was kind of concerned about that as well. But I went ahead, I did it, and then I came to a section where it said incorporated or uncorporated, and I clicked unincorporated. Yep. All right. After I clicked uncorporated, a day or two later, I went back to freaking check it out to see how they had it listed. Guess what? I went to freaking businesses for Florida. I couldn't find me. I wasn't there. That's I'm like, right. well, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. They charged me like $78 and I'm not even listed here. And then I thought, oh, wait a second. I clicked unincorporated. So it's a totally different section that is only listed for people who have like uh, gotten married or people who have died. It's it's like only three different categories. That's it, and it deals with only the actual man or woman. And boom, guess what? There I was. And here's what you did when you did that. You're you're non-commercial when you did that. See, you're not subject to the tax, you know, the taxing also when you do that. See, that's another good thing that you did. Well, when you're not, when you're not commercial, you're also not subject to a whole shitload of the laws because the laws are only set up for uh, commercial entities. That's right. So you know what? Wonder if that would help to do a DBA to get your land off the tax roll. It'd be unincorporated then, right? Well, if your land is in the name of your DBA, absolutely. Wouldn't that be a smart way to do it? You put you put it on there, you know, without the U.S., without the zip code and everything, and say that's where you live, and it's non-commercial. And that's well, and, throw. and like I was saying earlier, I was trying to say earlier, if you go and go to United States of America, uh, government of the United States of America, and go in there and do the resident declaration, part yep. of that is you set up your property and everything um, not under the zip code. Right, and that's right. what a lot of 
that's what a lot of corporations around the world have been doing is they've been setting themselves up um, not under a zip code. Okay, I think the two important things is to be unincorporated and zip exempt. It seems like if you can do those two things, then you're out of that commercial nonsense, which is where the taxing is. That's where the taxing authority comes from, is being in that zip code, which is supposedly Washington, D.C., you know, which is a military base, right? All right. Well, it it moves out. It moves your jurisdiction. Yep. Now, uh, Rob Ryder feels like the problem is is that we're not in the United States. He feels like that we haven't put our property in the United States to where there is a, a protection of the Constitution and everything. He thinks it's just out here in no-no land, just nothing land. And that's what's going on is what he is thinking. It comes well, to, he's he's correct. He's correct. Everybody is stateless because yeah, even stateless. Uh, go and look up uh, UCC nine dash three hundred seven, and it tells you it's foreign. We are foreign. The people are foreign. That's why the people under the Trading with the Enemy Act are enemies of the state because yeah. we are foreign to the United States. Yep. It's our decision whether or not to follow the U.S. Um, like I've said before, you look at like Ohio, okay? Ohio, when they raised the speed limits on the freeways, Ohio said, no, we don't want to raise our speed limits. We think that's dangerous. And U.S. Inc. said, okay, fine. Then you can pay for your own freeways, which they've done. Uh, the same thing happened in Montana. The same thing happened in Nevada as well. And uh, Like Nevada, they said, oh, well, if you're not going to find people, then we're, we're not going to pay for your freeways. And I said, okay, we'll find them. And they would find them $1. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And what you were just saying, there is a choice. So if we do a declaration that we're a state citizen, wouldn't that be more powerful than just being a, a U.S. citizen? You know, because you're in that tax situation then. I wouldn't want to go there myself. Well, you know, in, Rob in, my Ryder, opinion, in my opinion, a citizen is someone who has allegiance. And that's actually the definition of a citizen. Yeah. And I don't have allegiance to a state. I don't have an allegiance to men. My only allegiance is to my creator. Okay, that's really the ultimate. That's what I really want to do is say I don't have allegiance to any of this, would that, but Ralph Winterrow feels like if you don't have allegiance to that state, you don't have any protection. You're like a, you know, you're stateless, right? And that's why he feels like you got to do that decreation to become, you know, domiciled. He said, then you're domiciled. Uh, Well, domicile, according to the Supreme Court, really means the same thing. There's no difference. But l- let me tell you where I saw a difference at in my life. All right? And I am starting to comprehend it more and more now that while I'm reading um, the Encyclopedia of American History, which is a book that they yanked out of the, of the public schools. It was written in 
And they yanked it out because I think it shared too much truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But go back and read the beginning of the First Amendment. Um, pull yeah, it up the if you want. Amendment is real powerful because they can't tell you who you can believe and what you can believe, can they? Right, but it, the First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law yep. respecting, which in their words back then, their definitions meant respecting meant in regards to. In regards to a church or in regards to a religion. So what that tells you is this, is that when you declare who you're serving, they can't touch you. But if you don't declare who you're serving, then they're automatically going to assume that you're serving their God, whoever that God is that they refer to on the dollar bill. That's right. That gets right back once again what I was saying, you know, about God. You know, they use that S, God's. And, it, you know, I keep reading it that it means king, you know, which is head, right? You know, these kings and kingdoms. So that money is representing a kingdom right there, okay? And they want, they get to assume that that's who you're worshiping right there, don't they? Did you ever look at information from, um, oh, gosh, his name is escaping me right now. But uh, regarding Jekyll Island. Yeah, and yeah. what really... What wrote no? What really occurred there? And I'm not just talking about what everybody knows about Jack Island, but the story behind the story. And that was uh, Pastor Tim Bentz. Pastor Tim Bentz went there, and he found that the room there where they created the Federal Reserve at was right above. A temple of Moloch for the Indians where they sacrificed babies. Wow. So the Federal Reserve that the U.S. is using, and I've got a playlist on this too. You can go look at my playlist. Um, the, The Federal Reserve was created right over a temple of Moloch. And Moloch was the god that the Israelites were told, you got to quit serving him. Yeshua said that. You're, you're serving the wrong God. What are you guys doing? I know. You know what? That points out that apparently to serve the wrong God is so much easier than you think. We we may be doing it just so much easier than what we think, isn't it? Because it, it, it's luring us. It lures you so easily, doesn't it? Well, I've I've asked my resources, I've asked them, I've said, is the church serving the wrong God today? And they say, yes. Because there's no power in it. No church, any power, do they? Yeah. I mean, they're just, you know, like a neutered dog, aren't they? You know, the Bible talks about that. Well, most churches are all 501c3 churches. 
which means they are organized under the IRS. Yep. Yeah, think about that statement. They are organized under the UI, the IRS. That means that the system that's running today is the system that controls the churches. And the oh. churches are all basically serving Baal or Moloch, period. Well, where their influence comes from is the Vatican. Because when I was 12 years old, I grew up in the Baptist church. And so when I was 12 years old, we we went to Nashville. And at that time, that was where the Southern Baptist Church headquarters was, was in Nashville. And so I went up there. It was a Saturday. A bunch of us did from church. And I asked the question, who owns this building? And the lady told me that, that uh, the Catholic Church owned it. It was this beautiful building. When you go in, like in the middle, it was like five stories high and, and glass on one side, you know, where you could look up into the heavens. It was just like all glass. It was real nice, this place was. Boy, it was just so nice. And I didn't think nothing about that. I'm 12 years old, and she said the Catholic Church owns the building. But now, when I think about that, it's like, the Catholic Church has always owned all this stuff at the top, hadn't it? This control. Oh, absolutely. You know? You know, one of the things that woke my eyes up uh, here four or five years ago, uh, it was a, a St. Peter's Cathedral or whatever in New York, I don't know. But, yeah, right, <clears> right. Pope, the Pope came to the U.S. and there was a lineup of people coming up, freaking bowing down and kissing his ring or whatever. And they were showing uh, the headline of who each one was. And one was the head of the Episcopal churches. The other one was the head of the Southern Baptist church. And I'm like going, wait a minute. What are these guys doing giving homage to the Pope? That blew my mind. I'm like, holy shit. They're all in bed together. Yes. Now, how, when did you get this wake-up call? How long ago has that been? Like I said, that, that was probably about three years ago I saw that. And I was like, wow. Something's very wrong. I know. I See, th I think this thing has been going on since day one. It, it's like... This thing called religion and government's one and the same, isn't it? Well, people need to realize that religion. <coughs> all right, look at the word religion. That We're means man. Words. Think that religion means man-made. Well, it is man-made, but religion is to relate. That is to bind again. Okay, like a bondage. Right. See what I'm saying? Re-legion. Yep. It's legion. Legion is to tie you up again into something else. Yep. All right. And uh, that's what people need to realize. And, and that tells you right there, it, it's man-made bullshit. Yep. And people government to, and govern, it's, it's bondage also, so they go hand in hand, don't they? Oh, right. And government, government is the governing of the mind. Ment means mind. Govern yep. means to govern, to govern the mind. Yep. Right? I mean, uh, uh, I, on vehicles, people put 
like a governor on things. Oh, what's a governor do? If it can, it controls uh, the energy that is the output of the engine. Yep. Exact deal. So uh, people need to pay attention to that stuff. Anyway, uh, you know what, all right. everybody? I will, I will get with you on Facebook, you know, and and we'll figure out some things this week and see if we can get a head start on all this. You know, I'm going to hey, set up a private trust and let it own me so I don't have to worry about nothing. You know, let let it own the driver's license, Social Security account, uh, the birth certificate account, all of that. And, I, and then I think I can go forward then because then I, I have true ownership of it. Yeah, you know? I, would lo- I would love a conversation on this. I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay, and, all right. Uh, with that yeah i'll I'll get on facebook in a little bit and i'll give you i'll email you my phone number and you just call me whenever you want to brian okay no problem bro it'll probably be uh tomorrow early afternoon sometime all right that'll be a great time all right all right i'm I'm gonna get off now here all right i'm gonna disappear too and you know what everybody this has really been a very informative call night it's given some great information to a lot of people, things they can look up, such as looking up what's really going on on Earth. I mean, shit. Um, we've brought forward um, the app that everybody can use. I mean, that shows everything. I guarantee that is the best thing for people to check out. And until next week, I recommend to everybody, learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Uncover those things. You'll know more than most people. I love you guys. Good night. Thanks, Brian. Good night.